Hey, what's up? I'm going to keep this super brief because I want you to get right to the episode because there is so much juicy goodness in this episode. I am talking with Erin Tennant. She's a mindset and weight loss coach for wellness. She's the owner of Grow Well Coaching. You can find her on Instagram. I'll put all the stuff in the show notes. This woman is my soul sister. We met on Instagram and actually through a mutual friend who she hosts another podcast with. They asked me to be a guest on their show. We did an interview. We all vibed so well. And I was like, I have got to talk more with you. We just agree and really vibe on so many levels when it comes to food and mindset and really overall health. This woman lost 130 pounds on her own and has kept it off. And she shares some of her story in the episode along with some amazing tips on how to really take back control over your relationship with food, how to reach your fitness and weight loss goals without feeling super restricted, and how to really dig deep and address the underlying issues that are causing these toxic feelings with food. So dive in, give it a listen, take some notes. I will be back with your takeaways so you can jot down the little bullet points for later uh, if you're you know, driving or running on the treadmill or doing whatever and you can't write anything down. But give this a listen. Let me know what you think. Welcome to Confident as Fuck, a podcast for moms who want to feel less alone in the shit show of motherhood. I'll share stories, conversations, and real-life advice from moms just like you. We'll tackle the hard things. Think of it as a vent session with your bestie over coffee. But more than that, I want this to be a place you can come for inspiration, motivation, and a little kick in the ass to help you on your way to living your full potential. Moms are people too. So get ready for a no BS approach to help you embrace and love yourself as you become your most confident self. If you're a mom who wants more... Buckle up, sister. Let's do this. Hello and welcome. I am so stoked to be here with Aaron Tennant. We got to connect on Instagram and through another podcast and uh, both totally F-bomb moms with a passion for <laughs> helping people, um, especially with mindset around food. And so you'll hear all about that. But um, so Erin's the owner of Grow Well Coaching, uh, weight loss and mindset coach. And um, yeah, here she is. Tell us a little bit about yourself. And you just have an amazing story about not, you know, I find it so much, I don't want to say impressive, but I, I do kind of when you can lose weight, um, but in the way you you talk about it and the way you've done it, I feel like is just super admirable because it's fucking hard. So give us give us the deets. How'd you get here? How'd you get into this? What's your story? Love it. Thank you so much, Shannon. I'm so excited to be here. You know, like we vibed on the unscripted podcast and I've been following you ever since. And we were just talking before, like, I love your authenticity and how real you are and the F-bombs and all the shit. Yeah. Again, I had to just, <laughs> and I also have to preface, I'm not panting. This is my German shepherd Husky who got really excited to come when oh. I was talking to you. So if you heard that I'm not out of breath, I'm fine. I'm not having like any panic attack or anything. It's just my dog who is my third child, so to speak, yeah. living child who is just always by my side. Oh yeah, I can hear it. All good, yeah, all can- good. So just for your <laughs> but yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Um, again, my name is Erin Tennant. I'm a mindset and weight loss coach for wellness. I am the owner of Grow Well Coaching and I got into coaching through my own weight loss journey experience. Um, I have struggled with my weight my entire life. I very early on picked up habits and um, a lifestyle that promoted an overweight body. And Mm -hmm. soon I began to take on an overweight identity. 
and beliefs about myself. And I already, I already oh, want to stop you and be like, okay, okay. Boom, like there's a, no, I, I no. don't, I, I'm going to let no, you go. Stop I'm, yeah, I love it. I'm making notes because that's a, like when you can separate the two, an overweight mind and an overweight body and how they're, yes, they're so connected. And I think there's these, these cycles that can happen, but like, that's, huge revelation right there already like two minutes in well here's another truth bomb mindset um concept I like to offer in my coaching that I want to offer you and your listeners that was some a revelation I had an aha moment and I'll kind of go into how I have these aha moments I teach this in my coaching I teach the three b's we're called human beings so we're beings um the definition of a being is like an existence. Uh, the best way to put that in terms that most people can understand is like your soul. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's whoever, however we were created, it, it's something we know that is in our bodies and is in our brain. It's just our being. It's hard to really describe in words mm-hmm. and as an adult, I'm still trying to figure that out, but everyone can kind of dig deep and figure out what that means to them. But the, let's just for shits and giggles, call it your soul, your, your, just your existence, whatever you want to call it. If you are alive, that's it. You're just alive or you're dead. So you're either a value to this world or you're not meaning that you're, you're here physically or you're not. And, and Mm -hmm. that's it. So you don't have to ever justify your value as a human being where Mm -hmm. we get lost is that I feel like the tools we have that make us human, which is our brain and our body that then kind of creates this disconnect and confusion about the value we are as a being. So mm. for example, we have thoughts. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm podcasting from my basement closet. And so I have a negative negative judgment on it. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But your brain is a tool. It's not who you are. You are not your brain and you are not your body. And when you can separate those three things, holy shit balls. I know it may, and listen, this is something that we don't, we have not been taught as young children. This is something that we kind of get like, oh my gosh, I'm, I feel bloated. I feel fat. So I must be fat. And then my brain's telling me I am fat and telling me all the things that I picked up from social conditioning, from my family, from other people, uh, religion, spirituality, images and magazines, TV, whatever it is, my brain has taken all that information, smushed it. And I get this random thought of I am fat. So I'm not good enough, or I am bad there. You're then judging yourself. Mm -hmm. You're judging your being based off of your tools, not being able to manage your tools of your body of like, okay, I, I I can sit with feeling bloated. I can sit with my stomach protruding. I can also sit with the thought of I'm fat and I don't like that. And what do I do with that? Mm. Holy shit. I love, love that. So yeah, I, yeah, I see a lot of things as tools and they're just tools and they can be, it's, I I forget where I heard it, but it's like a hammer. A hammer is a tool. Yeah. You can use a hammer to build a house or to smash a car window. Yeah. Depends on how you use it. Exactly. That is a beautiful, beautiful way to explain it. So again, your brain and your body, they're just tools. And you, as your being, get to decide how to use them. But if you don't understand them, how do you use something you don't understand? You got to begin to understand them. So I, through, you know, all these beliefs I had about myself and judgments, one thing I realized what very early on was when I was ready to say, okay, I'm going to lose this weight again, because I've been on and off this. I'm starting Monday. I'm starting this new diet. I'm starting this new plan. I got to fix this weight. I got to fix my problem. Everything will get better. Yada, yada, yada. All the shit we tell ourselves in here. One thing I realized was 
I was the common denominator of all my failures. Mm. And that was a really hard truth to tell myself because again, I'm in this cycle beating myself up, but I was the one common denominator. But when I said, okay, well, it's not me. Maybe it's my brain. Maybe it's the way I'm thinking about things, my perspective. And I'm just believing everything it's giving me. And I'm not really challenging it. I'm not really inquiring about it. I'm not really asking its questions. I'm kind of stuck in this mindset and this overweight mindset and this mentality of, you know, not putting myself first, not prioritizing my wants, you know, believing my shoulds and my have tos, um, valuing Mm. what other people say, what I should do versus myself, not trusting myself to make decisions and problem solve and advocate for myself. So I was like, okay, well, let's start with the brain that I'm interested in that. So I went that route and I really started questioning my thoughts and my beliefs about myself as an overweight person. And I realized, you know, no judgment. I want to be very clear. I am all here for body positivity. I do not give a shit if people in my mind, I would or medically be considered overweight. I don't care. You can be overweight. You can be healthy. You can be happy. You can be well. You can be all the things. But if someone comes to me and they tell me an experience of, I don't like the way I look and feel, I'm unhappy in my body and I'm unhappy with myself and I want to change that. And I, I know the low hanging fruit is how I show up my relationship with food my relationship with my body relationship with myself. And I want to, I want to, this is bothering me. This has been an issue for me. Mm. It's a problem for me. They decide that for themselves, then I can help them. Yeah. So I just want to make that very clear. Cause I have friends in all different bodies, whether they're considered medically overweight or not, I don't give a shit. That's mm-hmm. for them. I love them regardless. They're my friend. I don't care. So I just, or whether they're not my friend, I just don't care. That's not something you know, I think about, but if they do want help, I understand that and I can help them. So going back, um, I realized very early on, I was the one common denominator. So a diet wasn't really going to help me going back on another diet. So I had to really work on myself and not just kind of put another bandaid on what I would call the wound. I Mm -hmm. really look at the wound and the way I took away at the look at the wound was through my mindset through my thoughts, through my beliefs. And I started to understand that I was doing things based off the way I felt and the way I felt was created by my mindset. And when I understood how the brain works, if you've ever heard of the motivational triad, this is is another truth bomb, which I love. Our brain likes to operate it has, it's very simple. I mean, it's complex, but it's super simple, right? It seeks pleasure, avoids pain and conserves energy. That's like how it survived. That's how the first human beings survived. And we still have that same operating manual for our brains. So if I'm having thoughts, I'm not good enough that I've picked up from childhood and I'm not going to go into that therapy wound, but like, oh, yeah, that's a whole new, <laughs> that's a whole other thing. But you know, we, we have these limiting beliefs about ourselves. We have this negative self-talk, this judgment, which is okay. That's not a problem. And nor do I think you have to get rid of it, but when you know how to manage it and not make it mean something about you, because you can understand conceptually and then start applying that you are not your brain, your whole world changes. Absolutely. Whole world changes. So I got very clear on what I was thinking. And one of the deeply rooted thoughts I had was I am not good enough. Mm. And that shows up for me. Oh yeah. Still. And and still like I'm building my business. I'm building a practice and I always have that thought. It's still Mm -hmm. there because it's so, it's a belief because my brain has believed that on autopilot unconsciously, subconsciously for so long. But now that I've created a level of awareness, I can watch that. I can see that. I can decide how I feel about that and what I want to do with that. Yes. It's a skill set we can all freaking learn. And I can teach my clients how to do that work, shift their mindset if they want to. Yeah. 
I, I'm just like aggressively nodding my head here. We're like this uh, in the video. I wish people could see. We're like butting heads, like rhinoceros. Um, so good. I took all kinds of notes, but I ha- I'm really glad you brought up. Um, I want to touch on a couple of things. Um, the body positivity thing, because in this space, I feel like there is a lot of, well, don't tell people to lose weight or don't talk about weight loss because it's not body positivity. And everyone, I'm not saying, I'm not telling anyone you need to lose weight. As, as a medical professional, do I see the consequences of carrying extra weight and living the lifestyle that causes extra weight gain. Yes. 100%. Could I tell you all the benefits of all the things exercise and and eating well that don't have anything to do with weight loss? Yes. 100%. But we are here. And I think, like I said, I have zero judgment on anyone. And you said it really well. Like if you tell me that it is your choice and it's your desire and it feels aligned with you that you want to work on your physical body. Like there is nothing wrong with having physical goals. I feel like, I don't know if you've felt this over the past couple of years with the whole body body positivity movement. It's like, oh, well you, you eat well and you exercise. Well, you don't like your body or you think there's something wrong with that. No, I mean, that's not the only reason, you know, we do it. And I do it because it's something that I've decided is right for me, not because anyone else now, there was definitely times when I did it because I thought it was a should kind of thing. It was like, oh, I should do this because someone else says it's right or all the social conditioning. But um, I just, I wanted to kind of drive that point home because it is a tool that's your body and it doesn't have anything to do with you or your existence. It's simply yeah. the vessel that your soul is is riding in while you're here physically on earth. And it's you know, what, what carries you here and allows your soul to be here. For me, I'm like, this is what is allowing me to fulfill my purpose while I'm here. And so, you know, well, that's I just, an internal motivation. And so that's one of my things when I'm talking to someone and they're giving me all the reasons why they want to lose weight and it's external. Mm-hmm. I tell them they have more work to do before. They Absolutely. Um, right. That's something that they can get another coach on and I can refer them on. Cause that's just not my specialty is finding that. And necessarily like I work with people who already have that, who mm-hmm. have kind of decided that they, I'm going to get a little deep here, but they understand the fragility of life, so to speak. Uh, and they know that whether it's through their own trauma or watching trauma, whatever it may be, they understand that this is not a game that lasts forever. There's an end for all of us and you cannot outrun that. And when you understand that your perspective shifts. Totally. Do I want to get thin or skinny or do I want to be healthy and well? And those things are very different. Now, healthy and well could be thin for you, could be skinny for you or not. Because I, think I, we also, I would not call myself thin or skinny. I am skinnier than I've been. I am smaller, but I wouldn't call myself a skinny person. But that's not my priority is to walk around in a string bikini. For me, it's to be my version of healthy, to be free of injury or um, illness, to be well, which is to be healthy mm. emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, and that really has nothing to do necessarily with just the weight on the scale, the number. Now for Mm -hmm. me, I use food to cope with the way I think and feel. So Mm -hmm. it does reflect sometimes my health and wellness. It's not like that for everybody, but those are really the people I work with where you can clearly see and you, and they know off the bat, I use food to buffer. I use food to find comfort to avoid pain. Like this is something I've been doing for a long time and I teach them that's okay. Like you don't ever have to change that. I find myself using food emotionally and I'm totally fine with that. And I, when I mean food emotionally, it's not sitting there with a bag of Cheetos on the couch, crying, watching some Hallmark show. Like Mm -hmm. it can be your 
celebrating a job promotion and you decided to go out to dinner and order dessert because it's a special occasion, but you're not physically hungry. You just ate dinner or you're at a party. And like I said, you just ate. So you're not physically hungry. You don't have physical hunger signs, but you're celebrating. And we Mm -hmm. celebrate with food. We grieve with food. When we're bored, we go to food. There's a million different reasons you can go to food outside of physical hunger, but you can manage that and still lose weight and work on feeling better. Yep. And you said something really that I, before and just now you said you decide. And when you said, I decided to take responsibility for my thoughts and holy crap, we just, uh, you know, all my clients that I work with too, it's like, we've given our power away to all these external things. When we take that back and when you say, this is my fault, when you can take responsibility for all the failures, for all the shit that's gone wrong, for all the shit you haven't done and say, yeah, that was all my fault. That was all because of me. Mm -hmm. I also have the power to do whatever I want, to make whatever decisions I want. And that is freeing. And that is, that feels so good to be like, you know what? I, I can do whatever I want. I can decide what I want to do, what I want to eat. And it's getting out of that, getting into that mindset of this is my choice and being able to And I'm big on like finding clarity. Like you have to know what you want in order to really be able to do that and make those decisions that are aligned with your goals. And in the moment, be like, this is my choice. Looking ahead, what are the consequences of this choice? And am I willing to, you know, I not suffer, but deal with those consequences, good or, you know, or bad. But like taking responsibility is, is huge. I feel like there's so much, um, just, yeah, I don't know. We just give it a lot of that value power. that comes with it. It's like, like you said, it's yeah. very free, but I also want to kind of push the envelope here a little bit and challenge that if this is something that you do, cause this, this is what you said. So I don't know if this is something you do or you find your clients do. I definitely find myself doing, and I actually have to manage this quite frequently is that you said, take responsibility because it's your fault. What if it's not your fault? What if you could still take responsibility, but not from a place of judgment? Mm. Like it's my fault. I have to own it because that feels so heavy. What if it's like, oh, what if I get curious about it and wonder Mm. why I've always gone to food? Wonder why food makes me so happy. Wonder Mm. when I use food against myself. Yeah, and, and figure it out from a place of curiosity, because I know when I judge, I already, ha- I'm an expert at judgment for myself. I, <laughs> I master that skill set, but instead of judging myself for that, I use that to my advantage. I just build, I, I create awareness around that. Okay. I, it's my fault. Why is it my fault? Mm. You know, so asking myself questions. Why is it my fault? Or how could it not be my fault, but still take responsibility? Or how does my fault feel in my body? I know when mm-hmm. I am at fault, it doesn't feel good yeah. for me because I'm so self-critical. But what if I'm like, okay, what are the factors? What are the events in my life? Who are, who are the people that have influenced this behavior? Not to mm-hmm. beat them up, just to be aware, just the information, knowledge, and information is the key to everything. Mm. And we don't take responsibility for creating our own information and knowledge. We expect someone to give it to us. We expect the universe to just give it to it. Here you go. We have to work for that. We have to think. Thinking is working. And all the time, I, I so many times I'm like, I don't want to think about it. And I hear my clients, uh, I don't want to think about it. <laughs> but I tell them what you want is in your thinking. You already have the answers. It's already inside you. You just aren't making the space. We're closing it off where the judgment Mm -hmm. blocks the learning. So if you can kind of release it a little bit, it opens up. So all the thoughts can come back in and it's like, oh, well, maybe it's not my fault. Maybe I watched my family do this and Mm -hmm. I picked it up. So if I learned it, maybe I can unlearn it. 
Could I watch yes. someone who doesn't use food emotionally? What does that look like? See how that's very different from that's my fault. And I did this to myself. Very so, much. Versus, okay, this is what's happening. What is this about? What are the factors? You know, when did this happen in my, when did this come about? When did, when did I first start doing this? Or are there specific times that I do this? Just getting very curious of what that looks like. So you can find how you want to work with it and manage it to get either the weight loss or the more consistent eating or getting the certain types of foods and you want to eat or the exercise, the movement you're looking for, or mm. managing the stress or the time better, whatever we're looking for. It's yeah. all up here. You just have to create the space to find it. And that's why I love coaching because coaching is mm. where you do this work. It's setting the time, deciding ahead of time, you're going to set this time with you and your coach to figure out the strategy, the plan, your thoughts, your feelings. Because while we may be experts in certain areas, the client always has to decide what to do with the information. I can't make anybody do anything and I will never mm -hmm. tell anybody what to do. I will tell them what's worked for me, my thoughts, what I've seen, but they already know what to do. They're very competent. They're very smart. And oh, most yeah. people in weight loss are experts at diets. They're experts at not losing weight. We just have to kind of take note of that be curious about that so we can open up the space to figure out, well, how do you unlearn that and relearn something else? Yeah. I actually, I say a lot like curiosity over criticism because it brings it from a judgmental sort of thought, which brings kind of those negative emotions, which lead to maybe actions and feelings that don't serve us to a, well, what if like just simply stating the facts and what has happened without any sort of um, objective, like putting any sort of meaning to it. And then asking, like, like you said, all those questions. And I know as coaches, we're kind of there to help with those questions. And I know for, for me, I always, I think better when I'm working with a coach, when I have someone outside that's, you know, I'm not in my own brain. So when I have an external source being like, well, what about this? Or did you ever think of this? And yeah. it just, and then you're like, Oh man, like, so yeah. many, like you exactly, like you said, it just opens things up. It's like the key to your brain, like those questions. And it just like opens all these little doors that maybe there's something you haven't thought about or uh -huh. it just, I, I wish I could take all of this and just infuse it into people's people's brains to understand because I also think we we overcomplicate things and we think it's so much harder than it is and, sure. and it is hard it is yeah. hard work because we also if you're living in a vacuum and you're just doing this stuff with a, a coach who wants the best for you that sure but when you're out there and being bombarded by the messages that are confirming those negative beliefs about ourselves like it's a whole new ball game like you've got to have some like armor on and solid you know beliefs and clarity and goals yeah. it's it's a fucking jungle out there yeah it is <laughs> it for sure is and I feel like our society is just set up for us not to trust ourselves and not mm -hmm. to think for ourselves mm -hmm. and, and value what other people say over what we have to say. And I, and I try to hone in on that with my clients. I'm like, Hey, look, you came to me because I'm going to coach you. I'm going to coach you on figuring out what you want to do. Like you got to, you got the garage and you're looking for one thing and you're in the garage and it's a fucking mess. So you just got to tidy it up and then you'll find the one thing you're looking for. Mm -hmm. That takes time and effort and it's work. And sometimes it's hard work because you got to lift something heavier. You see a spider and like dealing with the emotion of something scary <laughs> is not fun, you know? Yeah. So yeah. It, that's what I offer in coaching. And most coaches do that. Also, I absolutely teach. I teach how to eat consciously. That's how I lost the weight. That's how mm -hmm. I lost 130 pounds. I chose to 
trust and rely on myself to make decisions and problem solve to lose weight and feel better in a way to improve my wellness, not to, you know, fit certain societal standards, but to feel good about myself internally and work on my relationship with myself. So I teach that strategy of how I was able to prove, improve the relationship with myself by improving my relationship with food and Mm. my body. And it all like intertwines and it kind of feeds off of itself. And it's just like, once you get one thing going, it's a snowball effect. Mm -hmm. So many times people say, well, I start to exercise and I eat better. And I sleep better. Yeah, I'm nice imagine that. <laughs> yeah, or maybe you just eat, you say, I'm going to eat one, one serving of fruit a day and see how that goes. That is a snowball effect too. Yeah. You know, something figuring out what you want to do and starting small and it'll, it'll take off. But, um, yeah, I teach how to consciously li- uh, eat or excuse me. I teach the conscious living method for weight loss. And I also teach, how to, once we get that down, I also teach my clients how to start building that self-awareness that will lead to the self-trust that Mm -hmm. is useful, helpful. And in my belief is necessary for people to see substantial change, to feel substantial change, to experience something long-term, not a quick fix, Mm -hmm. not a bandaid, but long-term term success and sustainability. So I teach those two things. And then I also consult on my personal journey using the conscious living method, dieting, all the fails, all the wins, all the, all the shit, all the scale drama, um, (laughs) all the mindset work, all that I consult on my own personal experience, because I find that when we can relate to each other, when we can see that it's possible for someone else, it kind of creates this compassion that's needed and required to grow and learn. Yeah, for sure. I'm curious um, about the actual food. I'm a total food geek. I love nutrition. I love that stuff. How in-depth did you get as you were going through this? Or was it maybe kind of a a dance you did a little bit here and, and yeah. learned as you went but like as yeah. I found out the more I learned about food and mm-hmm. um just dug into that nutrition and how it actually affected my body yeah um, one the more aware I was and the more careful conscious I was about what I was um what I was eating and you know that leads to the weight loss or the muscle mm-hmm. gain or whatever For sort sure. of physical results but did you you, you know, you've talked about diets. So did you go into, well, I guess I, I, two parts, how in depth did you go as far as learning about, about food? And also just as a, an aside, do you have any like nutritional certifications or special education? Yes. So I will start with the education piece. Um, and then you'll understand why, because I am not a nutritionist. Um, I'm not a certified personal trainer. I'm working on my certification for coaching. Um, I'm really excited about that because I mm. love it. And I'm not going to lie. I'm a really good fucking coach. And yeah, I, you are. I, I love coaching. Like it is my passion. It is. I love the container. I, I thrive in it. And I'm so grateful that people even remotely appreciate or understand what I'm saying and want to use them for themselves to grow and mm. on their wellness and just thrive. That's the most important thing to thrive while you're here as much as possible. Yeah. Um, so when I first started, so I've been trying to lose weight on and off for 30 some years. I hit a point, um, not going to go into it, but I hit a point where I'm like, enough is enough. I'm done. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm the common denominator. These diets don't work. I do not want to diet. However, I need to figure out tools. So I understand what I'm doing. Mm. So for me, and I don't advocate this for my clients because I have found different methods and different ways. And I have them come to me and share what they want to do. And we go off that, but sharing my experience, I started just saying, Hey, look, I'm going to use my fitness pal and just calorie count as best as possible. I know it's not going to be perfect, but I just need to understand 
how much I'm eating. And it was great to see how much I was eating, what I was eating. I got, I got a lot of information. Now, Mm -hmm. when you're emotionally attached to your identity and your beliefs about yourself and your relationship with food, and you're, there's a lot of judgment that it's very difficult to do. And a lot of my clients are there. So I, I, I say this, you don't have to do because you have to be very subjective or excuse mm. me, you have to be very objective when you're looking at this data, you cannot make it mean something about you. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to constantly judge yourself, do not do this. I, I highly just suggest don't do this. There's other ways to do it. So I don't really recommend this to my clients because they're not in a space that they want to do it. And after coaching them, they feel like it's necessary, useful, or helpful. So, but what I did was I calorie counted and I could see I'm eating like five to 8,000 calories a day. Wow. And then I told myself, well, to go from five to 8,000 or eight to 5,000 calories to 2,000 calories Mm -hmm. is going to be too much for me to handle. It's going to be too uncomfortable because that's what a diet is. And that's why I fall off and right. So I went down from whatever the highest average was and I shaved off a hundred calories at a time. And I just started losing weight. I didn't say I couldn't eat anything. I could have pizza. I could have cheese. I could have anything. I said, I, and that was my one rule. I can have whatever I want. Yeah. I want, as long as I'm in a hundred calorie range of a range, it was like a range within a range. And I didn't yeah. say I had to have 5,000 calories. It was like five to 6,000 calories. And as long as you're within 100 calories of that, you're good. And if you don't do that, let's problem solve. Let's figure that out. And so that's where I first started. And then the weight started to drop. Then I felt better. And I was like, okay, I want to start looking at moving my body. So I started moving my body and really questioning my beliefs about my body. And I'll get into that because this all kind of ties into the conscious living method. And then I got really into exercise and movement and differentiating the two. But then I realized I wanted to build muscle because again, the weight loss was not about being skinny or pretty or thin or making people, you know, I, I did a lot of work to realize that I don't have to sign up. I don't have to sign my name on the dotted line or accept the invitation of what society has told me as a woman, like there's a beauty standard, there's a sexual mm. idea. I don't have to play that game. Mm-mm. I don't have to, I'm a 38 year old woman with my own brain, my own body, my own decisions. I can play whatever game I want to play. I have declined yes. that number. If people want to play that, God bless. I got other shit to do. So I just exited yes. out of that idea that as a woman, I have to be and look and present myself in a certain way, but I was going to present myself in a way that I felt good in every day and work on that. Yes. So um, I started getting into macro counting. And that was really cool. I like that. Um, but I realized some of the th- ways I was eating was not, I didn't feel good. I was like bloated or I didn't mm. like the food I was eating. So I was like, this isn't really great for me. But what it taught me was if I eat a, a more protein than I was, I'll stay fuller. I'll have more energy. I will have less brain fog. So I was like, oh, there's something here with this protein. So basically I tried all these things. And I remember I was looking at my husband one day. And we had a birthday party and I knew the, the birthday party, the mom is a good friend of ours and she makes these amazing cakes. And I was like, I don't know how to eat this cake within this calorie and like the protein and the macros. And he was just like, well, you, if you want to figure out how to, you know, keep losing weight and sustain and substantially like, and, and keep it off long-term, you, you got to figure out how to eat that cake. Yeah. Shit, this is where <laughs> work comes in. So I dieted for a little bit, lost a good amount of the weight, but I realized I can't macro count and calorie count the rest of my life. That does not work for me. I want to be like the people in my life who don't track, who don't count. They just eat. They just know. They're so in tuned with their thoughts and their body that they know when to stop eating. They know when to start eating. They know what to eat, when to eat eat, why to eat all the things, how to eat. And so out of that, I started doing even more mindset work, which at the time I didn't know I was doing a lot of things that now Mm -hmm. I've learned concepts and the tools and the theories. And now I'm like, Oh shit, I was doing that. Cool. (laughs) I was doing the mindset work, self-coaching myself before I even knew what that was. 
And what I realized was I wanted to learn how to eat consciously for me. And when I could do that, I could lose the weight and keep it off. And I have maintained over 130 pounds for two, three years now, something like that. I don't even know. I don't even care Awesome. because right. I don't even worry. I right. don't even worry. I have no worry. I trust and rely on myself so much that as long as I stay in this cognitive state, God willing, nothing terrible happens <laughs> that I can manage myself, my thoughts and emotions to maintain the weight, or if I want to lose weight, or if I want to gain muscle, whatever I want to do with my body or whatever. Now I can manufacture that. And I do, I'm using this work to grow my business, which is really cool. Mm. But what I want to leave with your listeners is, and this is what I offer my clients is that if conscious living, the conscious living method for weight loss, something you want, you've always wanted to learn how to eat for yourself to lose weight and feel better. I can teach you that. I can consult on that and I can coach you on that. And um, just to offer your listeners, this is what I came up with. And I offer this to my clients. Some of them take it fully and run with it. Some of them throw it in the garbage and some of it, some of them use it to inspire them to figure out what they want to do. However, the caveat is if you throw it in the garbage and you want to diet, then I refer you out to somebody because I am not a diet coach. I'm a conscious Mm -hmm. living method for weight loss coach. I teach Mm -hmm. people to consciously eat. So that is my job. So that's one thing. It's really great. We figure that out. And I set them up with the right people and we, and I coach them on how they want to eat long-term and maybe it is counting macros. They feel more comfortable. So they go do that or they go mm-hmm. do a keto or a paleo or whatever. It all works. It's just what you want to do long-term. And I didn't want exactly. to figure out how to eat the cake and lose the weight and keep it off. So five simple tips that you can use for yourself to learn how to consciously eat to lose weight, to feel better. The first one is, is figure out the foods you love to eat that you're currently eating. Now figure out the foods you love that you're not eating and you wish you would eat more of, or, or you would want to eat more of take that list and look at it through the lens of weight loss, everything, you know, about weight loss and Figure out, and this is where a coach can really help decide, show you, is this like a limiting belief? Is this working for me or against me? Mm -hmm. But you can also do this work on your own. Like I said, I didn't have a coach to lose the weight and I was extremely successful. So all you need is your brain and time and some effort, and you can absolutely lose the weight however you see fit. So again, eat foods that you love, figure out what those are and incorporate them every day through the lens of weight loss. And Mm. figure out what that means to you. It means something different for everybody. Right. And Uh, spend some time there. The second thing is um, eat consistently. When I realized my, I was not my body, then I needed to fuel my body. It was a tool. It was like a car. It's not going to go far. It's not going to work for me. It's not going to help me. It's not going to be useful If I don't nurture it, if I don't love it, if I don't respect it, if I don't feed it consistently and through the research, I found that eating consistently throughout the day and the people I saw who I wanted to look like and be like, and I admired their relationship with food and their bodies were eating consistently. And what I was doing before is I was restricting all day. I was telling myself I was doing intermittent fasting (laughs) and then I would binge all night and whatever the fuck. And I lost maybe 20 pounds doing that and then gained 50. It was a joke. It did not work because that's not true in intermittent fasting. So eat consistently. I recommend to my clients, again, I can coach you, coach yourself, figure it out. How, what does that look like? Because as a medical professional, and I work with a lot of medical professionals, you're on your feet a lot, very little breaks. So eating consistently every two to four hours, six to four times a day may not work for you every day. So we may have to look at those obstacles and challenges and how that could work for you. Cause again, eating two to four hours, four to six times a day on those work days may not work out. So throwing out this whole idea because it's not going to work for you is just doing a disservice. So we coach on that and we figure out how you can eat more consistently. Um, focus first and foremost on eating more protein. And I coach them 
on how they want to do that, but, and what foods that falls into and what protein is. Some people are vegetarian. Some people are vegan. You can still up your protein. Mm -hmm. Um, I got lots of tricks and tips and thoughts and ideas about that. We can explore all of them. We can, we can figure it all out. Then from there, definitely figure out, or if you're not, not a protein person and you have reservations, figure out something you do want to focus on. The other option is I always hear, I need to eat more veggies. Mm-hmm. So what I have for my clients is what if you just say you, you want to eat more fiber, focus on eating for more fiber, which includes more fruits and veggies. Cause a lot of people get stuck on the veggies and they're already eating fruit or just a little fruit, but they, they're like fruit has sugar or fruit. Uh, but I'm like, if you start eating more fruits, you'll eventually start eating more vegetables. It'll keep you in a space that you're like eating in a way that you're caring for yourself. You're not just shutting offline. Um, so that's really important. Um, number four is this is a big one. This is a little harder. This is a little bit more like, this is a lot of work for my clients. So I get it, but giving yourself permission to eat for both physical and emotional hunger. That's huge. Mm. Giving yourself the permission. You can lose weight doing both. I have clients who restrict physical hunger because they've been told the less you eat and the less frequently you eat, the more weight you'll lose. But why are you 300 pounds? Mm-hmm. We got to figure that out. And the minute yep. they start eating consistently and more, they the weight drops. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what's happening? And I'm like, you have to eat more. You have to fuel your body. It's holding on to something. It's scared right now. It is that freaking blows. Yeah, it blows people's minds. I'm like, you're not eating enough. Yeah, it's crazy. And I it blew my mind when I was like, John, yeah. I eat so fucking much. Now I know why you're so skinny and you eat so much. I get it now. Yeah. Uh-huh. It is uh, scary though. It is, it is scary. very scary because it's a belief that is deeply it. rooted and we've held on to. And then the fifth and final um, recommendation guideline of the conscious living method, whatever you want to call it, is move your body every day as a, a form of self-care. I had a lot of exercise drama about if I wasn't sweating, if my heart mm-hmm. rate wasn't at a certain number, then I couldn't lose weight. And I had to go join CrossFit and I had to do all these things that I didn't want to do. It doesn't have to be that way. So we explore all of that. So what I like to offer anybody who's interested, if this is something you're interested in, tackle all of them, tackle one of them, tackle any of them, whatever resonates with you, it's for you. Take Mm. it, it's yours. Do something valuable with it. And if you need help, hire a coach, hire me, hire Shannon, hire somebody and figure out what you want to do with that. So you can take that responsibility and figure out what you can do to lose weight and feel better. Cause it changes your life. It's not just about, yes, it's about the weight and that's kind of the, and I'll wrap stuff up here. But like I said, we could talk for hours. Yeah. The weight is, is, is kind of a tangible thing, but it's such a reflection and it just parallels so much other stuff. Like you said, you're using all the mindset stuff that you use to lose the weight, to build a business to, I mean, it just has this ripple effect that so many of the women that I work with, they start because they want to lose weight because it's that physical thing. They just want to lose the weight. They want to lose the baby weight, or they just, you know, like where you were at, they're just, I've had enough. And then if they can just I think one of the keys is sticking with it and patience. And if they can just get to that point where they start to see the other effects of it, the energy, the sleep, the skin, the more patience, the mental health benefits, I mean, go on and on. I don't have enough fingers to, to list all the benefits of what taking care of your body can do. And the, the weight loss will come as a, a, you know, it's a, it's the cherry on top of taking all the actions that, you know, that you're doing that we think, oh, I'm just doing this to lose weight. But like you just, the self-awareness is, is huge. And I think that that's a skill set. And so if totally. people are coming to you or to me or to whomever, or they're listening to this and they're like, shit, maybe I don't have the self-awareness. It's just a skill. It's a different language. Mindset is like learning learn a new language. It's like learning to speak, all of a sudden you're dropped off in, 
I don't know, a different country in a different city and you don't even know what language they're speaking. You've got to figure it out to survive. It's the same thing with mindset work. Yeah. It's just the same. And what you're talking about is called strategic byproducts. And I think that's a concept from Dan Sullivan's books and, and teachings where it's like you start to work on a project, the low hanging fruit. Yeah. And you grow and work on your development there. And for your clients and my clients, it's weight loss. But then they see, oh, my communication with my partner is getting better. I'm not as irritable with my kids. Or I am, you know, showing up differently in my job. Or holy shit, our finances have changed. And we're actually saving money. You know, right. my my strained relationship with my mom, or my friend, It's it's getting easier to be around them. That's mm-hmm. called a strategic byproduct because you're doing the internal work yourself and it's the energy is just exuding out and that shit is contagious. It's reflective. It's the whole other wavelength. 100%. We don't think about. Yeah. yeah. I love. I just, could talk to you. Before. I know. The, the trusting Ow. yourself, the knowing yourself, the how does this make me feel, the paying attention a conscious decision, decision, decision to get off autopilot and to, to eat just because this is what I always do or, oh yeah, I get this is the cat who loves me and I'm not her biggest fan, but that's okay. Um, but it just, it's so, it's so powerful and yeah, completely, completely. I know has changed my life. I never thought it was possible. I did not think, I thought I was going to be counting calories and feeling at war with food and exercise for my entire life. And it's still a little bit surreal to me that I'm like, I don't care about food. I don't have that tie of this is what makes me valuable or worthy because of what I eat or how I look or how much I sweat or, you know, the calories I eat. And it's just the best feeling. And it's it's similar. It's like, I, I struggled with that because I was like, well, for me to lose weight, do I not care about food? What? And, and here's the beauty. It's just, you need to improve your relationship. Like I still care about food. I still love food. I'm a, yes. I'm a foodie. Foodie has been there for food has been there for me in so many ways. And it's an important part of my life. I'm, I'm Jewish. It's, it's part of our culture. My husband and his family, they're Italian. Like so it's like, you can't deny it. You can't like, we love food. We just right. love the way we feel when we taste things, when we eat things, when we get that hit of dopamine and there's a lot of pleasure with food. So allowing that and figuring out how to manage that appropriately and not use it against yourself is huge because I mm-hmm. think sometimes we're like, well, I just love food too much to lose weight. Yeah, You can still love food and lose weight. You can also- but same with you, I, my interest in food has changed. It's mm-hmm. not that I'm disinterested in it, but I'm interested in it differently than I used mm-hmm. to be where it would, where it would provide comfort for me. And that was the only tool I had. I was able to find thing, other things, other avenues, other outlets and, and comfort within myself versus yeah. going to food to find that. Yeah. I love it. I'm so happy for you. And I'm like- happy for you too. I'm so glad this worked works for people like yeah really if anyone can walk away from this we are telling you it worked for us and it's possible to work for you it may not be exactly how you do it how I do it but it's for you there's a reason you're listening to this and there's a reason bigger than us and I'm not a religious person but I do believe if you're hearing this podcast and there's something a little voice or a feeling inside you where you're like they Hmm. might right? Just be curious, or I'm interested in that, or that's interesting. Spend some time asking yourself questions on what you resonate, what resonated with you, something we have said, and and then I'm going to shut my mouth because this is super important. Sometimes things resonate with us through judgment and through negative thoughts and feelings. Mm -hmm. So this is where I work with my negativity. I work with the negative self-talk. I work with the judgment. I don't tell myself, oh, I shouldn't be thinking these things and pot and just be grateful and gratitude. It, that works and that's beautiful. And that's, a, it's great. It's wonderful. But sometimes allowing the negativity to figure out what's useful 
is a strategy and that's okay. As long as you don't make it mean something where it's not useful and you're using it against yourself. But if you're having a negative thought about yourself, a negative feeling, or you're judging what we're saying, it's still there for you. There's still value. Figure it out. Look into yeah. it. Be curious about it. Why am I having such Definitely. a strong reaction to this woman's voice, to what she's saying? Why is it pissing <laughs> me off? Why, is it yeah. me? Why do I think it's stupid? Why do I think it's not going to work for me? That's for you. Mm-hmm. So that's you hard to, too. That's really, that's kind of what I was dealing with. So I, I definitely attract people who are opinionated, who have their mind kind of set. And I, and I understand that because that's how my brain is naturally, um, tends to operate. And I can work with that because I have the tools and I'm like, Oh girl, you know, when you think like that, or that thought comes in, the thought's optional and it doesn't usually work out in your favor. Let's shift it. Let's try on a different thought. Let's question Mm -hmm. it. Let's, let's accessorize it. What can we do with it? Yeah. It's a sign. Definitely. I'm like, I tell my clients all the time, like, okay, why is this triggering you? Yeah. It's like a big flashing caution sign. That's like, pay attention. This is trying to tell you something. It's trying to teach you something. Ask the questions, get curious. It's just, Oh, I just love it. Feel safe. Create the safety in yourself and figure it out. Yep. What else are you going to do with your time here on earth? (laughs) Exactly. Like why not? That's the other thing. Like, I love why that. Not? Right. Yeah. Okay. Not? So if they want to get curious, yes. listeners, if, um, let us know where we can find you, how to contact you, how to work with you. Yeah. So you can go to my website, www.thegrowwellcoach.com. And if you scroll down, I'll say book a consultation. They're free. We hop on a zoom, a phone call, and we kind of discover what you're looking for, what you want. You can ask me questions and we decide together if we want to work together. This is a collaborative partnership. It's not like you're a good fit for me. I'm a good fit for you. We decide together. And if I'm not, I'm happy to refer you out. I'm happy to help you figure it out or walk away and all as well. No big deal, but Mm -hmm. I love working with people. So you can reach me that way. My email's on there as well. So you can contact me. You can also follow me on Instagram. Um, at the, I think it's, I'm the fucking worst. Like this is where my grow well coaching. Yeah. I think it's because I, it's the grow well coach email, but it is grow well. Yeah. It's grow well coaching for Instagram and Facebook. Um, all one word, all lowercase. And then I'm also on LinkedIn under Aaron Tennant because I do one-on-one coaching uh, with, you know, private clients, uh, with the public. And I also take on partner, uh, corporate partners. So if you have a business or you work for a corporation and they're doing wellness programs and you're like, I, this awesome. needs to come to my place of work because they'll pay, usually pay for the coaching, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can always reach out to your HR person, have them contact me. I have workshops, programs, all sorts of things. One-on-one coaching I can offer to you through your workplace. You're a fucking badass is what you are. Girl, Shannon, I'm, I'm waiting for us to collab. I mean, we can move the mountains. Like, girl, I, I, uh, Shannon, yeah. like, I her superpower is how relatable she is. Like, even in your like craziest reels and moments where you're like, I don't know what's happening. I'm like, she's still cool as shit. And I want to be like her when I grow up. Like, I love that about you because I feel that way. I feel like a mess all the time. And I don't want to be told how perfect someone's life is and all this shit. And if you just do this, it'll be perfect. My weight loss solved none of my problems. Mm. It solved none of my problems. It Boom. just gave ones. truth bombs. So if you think everything's going to be fixed and you're not going to have problems losing weight, ooh, you might want to coach on that. But yeah, legit, nothing will ever be perfect. Drop that shit, figure out what you want and just try to find some peace and contentment and happiness. And you are responsible for that. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of tools and there's lots of people and there's lots of free content out there that can help you, but you have to be willing to accept it, be open to it, Mm -hmm. find value in it. If you're closed off to everything, well, question that start there. That's a great place to start. Right. Why am I so, why am I so hesitant? Why am I so reluctant to do all these things? It's the key questions. 
judgy. Sure. We're super judgy. Aaron. Oh, I'm yeah all the time. It happens. <laughs> Shit happens. Uh, yes. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate you and the space. Thank you and so much. Yes. We'll have to do it again. And let's definitely talk. Let's collab. Yeah. Something. Yeah. I love Shannon. And See, if you're not with her, question I love She's awesome. She's so fucking cool. Like I said, I want to be like you when I grow up. Oh my gosh. You're like, please have different dreams for yourself. (laughs) You do not want this. You can do better. Stop. Yeah. Oh my God. That'd be hilarious. It's so fun. That would be. Yeah. Thank you. Good time. Crazy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. We'll talk soon. Yeah. Bye. Okay. I totally will not fault you if you go all the way back to the beginning and listen to that entire thing again, because is she the freaking bomb or what? I just, I mean, obviously she's fellow F-bomb mom. She's made some amazing strides and progress in not just her health journey, but you heard her. She is growing a business and she took this experience that she had and now helps other people do the same thing. So here were some of my biggest takeaways. I loved her outlook on the three B's. We have our being. This is us just as a soul and energy. And that is really where our value comes from. That is our existence on this earth. And that's all we need to have any sort of value. The other two Bs, our brain and our body, are simply tools. They do not determine our worth or our value, and we get to decide how to use them. It's not about avoiding negative emotions. We can't. We can't get through the rest of our life without ever experiencing some sort of negative emotion, sadness, depression, anger, tragedy, sickness, illness. We're not about completely avoiding those. We're about learning how to manage them so they serve us better. It's also about taking massive responsibility, knowing that going back to the three B's, it's not about your body or your brain that makes you valuable or makes you enough. It's about knowing the difference and taking responsibility and getting really curious. I loved her, her stance on questions. And I've told this to my clients before too, curiosity over criticism. We so often judge ourselves. Instead, we need to start asking questions. Questions are the key and they open our mind up to more possibilities and really more of the truth rather than the judgment and the perception that we see, that lens that we see things through where we've been conditioned by society and by our really old kind of really deep uh, beliefs that force us and, and lead us to believe certain things about ourselves that aren't necessarily true. So start asking yourself more questions. When it comes to food, research, learn, again, ask questions. Not every single strategy is going to work for every single person. And we talked about this, like you can slap any strategy on, you can put any meal plan on anyone, but if you don't address the more deep-seated issues, it's never going to stick. However, it's still important to learn and to try things out and to see what works for you. One of my favorite things that Erin shared was her five tips for conscious eating. And number one is figure out foods you love and foods that you, uh, foods that you love that you eat and then foods that you love that you don't eat and eat more of those things. Those are, you get to choose and take it into back into your power and start deciding and start being more aware of that. Incorporate them every day and kind of look at it. If weight loss is a goal for you, look at it through that lens. Number two, eat consistently. I am totally on board with her. And although I know people swear by intermittent fasting and they are welcome to have their own thing. For me personally, it's not for me. Number two, when we see people doing it and they're don't change the quality of their food. So they're 
eating in a four or six hour window and still eating a bunch of junk, that does nothing. You're literally just starving yourself and then binging on crap food. And it's not serving your body in any way. I could get geek out way more on that, but I will, I will spare you. Uh, number three, increase protein or whatever your goal is. Maybe that's veggies. Maybe it's fruit. Maybe it's carbs. Oh my word. Gasp. I just said it. Maybe it's carbs. If you have been avoiding carbs, maybe you're looking for healthier carbohydrates and sources of those complex fiber carbs that are going to keep you full, keep you regular, help your digestive system, fuel your brain. They have so many, they have so much value and such a purpose in your body. Give yourself permission to eat for physical and emotional hunger. This is a big one. And I really, that really hit me kind of, cause I know personally the emotional stuff, I'm like I am only eating for fuel. And for me, I've kind of shifted that to fuel first and you know, during whether it's first thing in my day or first thing at a meal, I still eat when I'm stressed out. I still crave the chocolate and it's not about avoiding those or not eating chocolate ever for, you know, when I'm sad or mad or whatever. It's about managing it, knowing that it's okay. And sometimes when we take that pressure off, it takes the the pull of that and it takes that craving down a little bit. And number five, move your body every day out of self-care, not just to burn a ton of calories or to sweat or because your watch is telling you to do it. And I loved when she said, whatever resonates with you is for you. So if it feels right, this is when we talk about alignment and feeling it in your gut. If it feels right, it's for you. Listen, I am so pumped to be able to talk to Erin again and you can mark my words. We will be having her on the podcast again. I cannot wait. Let me know what hit home for you today and what are you struggling with and what tip helped you the most. I cannot wait to hear from you. I cannot thank you enough for hanging out with me. If any part of this episode had you aggressively nodding your head saying, me too, or gave you a different perspective or just helped you feel a little less alone, I would love it if you left a review or shared it with your best mom friends. Screenshot and tag me on Instagram so we can connect and I can support you. We need to get this message out so that more mothers like you know their worth outside of changing diapers and the school pickup line. It's time we reclaim the confidence inside of us, messy bun and all, and show our children and the world what we're capable of.